the cookies, or the crunch. Hey y'all, my name is Kiana Hines And I'm here to shed some light on a very dark topic This podcast will be tailored around any and everything related to death, dying, and grief Life after a loved one has passed can be an extremely hard and confusing time To deal with one's own emotions and feelings After all of the I'm so sorry and stay strong fade away Reality hits and the realization that your loved ones will never come back starts to dwell. What do you do with these feelings? The Tony Rose Foundation Inc. would like to present Life After Death, the notorious G-R-I-E-F podcast series with your host, Kiana Hines. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, 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 healers, and welcome back to another brand spanking episode of Life After Death, the notorious G-R-I-E-F podcast series brought to you by the Tony Rose Foundation, Inc. This is episode number three already, and I just wanted to take the time out to thank all of our healers out here that have been tuning in, listening, shooting back some amazing feedback and encouragement. Um, as I push through with this very, very special passion project that I have been, that I hold close to my heart. Um, Want to give a big, big shout out to all my healers out there who are tapping into themselves, learning and growing as they go about this healing journey. Now, if you tune into episode two, which all of you should have by now, then you would have heard a pretty intense discussion I had with <coughs> Ms. Dewana Marshall where we discuss what life is like after losing our very own treasured mothers. Uh, we share similarities and trials and tribulations that we, we have dealt along this journey. And one thing we did relate on was our resilience to keep pushing forward because we know our mothers would not want it any other way. Today, I wanted to flip the script a little. And honestly, when I first thought of this podcast, I knew I had to dedicate at least one episode to my late great college friend, uh, Mr. Tyshawn Vieira. So it's a little history about Ty, Mr. Fly Guy Ty. Tyshawn Vieira was born February 2nd, 1986. He grew up in Lafrac City. Uh, he was the youngest of three for Miss Sharon and Greg Vieira. Ty, Ty was known for being a gentleman, clown, outstanding athlete, and all around amazing man in Queens and that amazing energy transferred over to SUNY Delhi, where he enrolled in 2005, and where we actually had the, the pleasure of finally meeting. Unfortunately, Tyshawn's magical life was brought to a tragic end on May 1st, 2008, where he passed away suffering from multiple stab wounds encountered while breaking up a fight on campus after a multicultural fashion show that he co-hosted on April 27, 2008. Ironically, co-hosting with uh, episodes two, uh, guest honoree, Dewana Marshall. Ironically. <laughs> um, as per the Daily News, Tyshawn's murderer was charged in the death of Tyshawn Biera, uh, who was just 22 at the time of his passing. Four other men have been charged with first-degree gang assault, a Class B felony, and one count of second-degree attempted murder in connection with his death. But they were all released after a grand jury issued no bill for a lack of evidence. Uh, Biero was a second-year individual studies major with enough credits to graduate and died on May 1st at Mary Imogene Baptist Bassett Hospital in Cooperstown. Today, 
We are screaming. Loyalty is royalty. And I have the beautiful Miss Sharon Biera with me to scream it right back. Uh, Miss Biera is a minister and a head minister of Jing Jing Ministries. She's newly retired, started up PAW, Passes on Wheels, TAP, Text a Preacher, and is also a minister at Triumphant Agathe House in Long Island. So, Miss Piera, please say hello to the healers out here and let us know a little bit more about yourself. Greetings and praise the Lord to all of you. First and foremost, I wanna lift up all the healers and God bless you, letting you know that I'm one with you, thanking God for you, and that you do have the perseverance to prevail, for everybody is somebody in the body. So thank you, Kiana, for inviting me here today. And like she said, um, I'm Tyshawn's mom. And when you have three children, even when one is gone, you still have three children. So I'm Tyshawn's mom, and Tyshawn is the baby of the family. So Tyshawn belonged to all of us and had a little bit of all of us in him. I am a pastor, and that was um, Pastor on Wheels. But just to correct it, I didn't start it. I'm a part of it. But what I do have is Jing Jing Ministries, which is Jail is Not Glamorous, Jesus is Necessary, Gentlemen and Girls. Also TAP, which is Texas Preacher. Also the Loyal Tie Foundation with me and my daughter and my family came together. And all of these things were in honor of Tyshawn. So the ministries, the umbrella came up and umbrella opened and all of these ministries came under it because the Lord told me I had to come out of the walls to bring them in. So I'm still a pastor at Triumphant Agape House in Long Island, which is in the house, in the walls, in the church, but I'm also outside the walls so I can bring everybody in because I want everybody to know that everybody is somebody in the body. I hear that. And my purpose is that we have the, this pain, there is a purpose for the pain. Mm -hmm. There is a purpose for the suffering. And sometimes it's hard to you know, understand, but where is God in all of this? And a lot of times people question about if there is a God, how could this happen and how could that happen? But there is a God and we live in a sin sick world and it's a fallen world and things happen. And what we read in the newspaper comes alive. And sometimes it comes alive and the person that's featured is you. Yeah. So it's a little surreal sometimes when you have a big tragedy like that. But my preparation and my ministry and being a minister and doing funerals and homegoing services and ministering to people prior to Tyshawn's death really sort of um, prepared me because now it's me. Yeah. And I was awarding in the grand jury in Brooklyn, I would say to about 200, 300 people every week that was coming in to be on the grand jury. I would say, please pay attention because the newspaper comes alive. Mm -hmm. And you never know when you're reading the newspaper and that person could be you. Yep. So a lot of things that happen, happen to other people, and then one day it turns around and it does happen to you. And it's all about how will you respond yep. in that situation. Speaking of response, uh, in episode one, I spoke about Nipsey Hussle's mom. Okay. Um, I remember me seeing her, the first time I seen her on this on the screen, and she spoke of this perfect piece. Mm -hmm. And I, the first thing I thought of when I saw her was, this is just like Ty's mom. like. She was just radiant in this glow. You know, who Praise would think that someone in this in this period of, you know, trial and this traumatic period that someone is actually sitting there shedding light, you know? What Praise is your definition Lord. of perfect peace? 
Well, the Bible says that you'd be surprised that that, that is scripture, mm -hmm. that he will give you purpose, perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Amen. So my, my definition of perfect peace is keeping my eye on the prize of Christ Jesus. Because of course there's turmoil, yep. but the purpose, the peaceful situation comes in and having peace ahead of time. I couldn't just draw peace at unpeaceful time yeah. unless I already had peace. You sort of had to be prepared in the peace prior, not, without even realizing right. you were prepared. You're not even knowing what you're really preparing yes. for, but the peace that surpasses all understanding that comes when your mind is on him, mm -hmm. you automatically put God in it. And then when you know that, you know that you know where your child is going, yep. where your loved one is going, you have that kind of peace. Yep. So the turmoil about the, um, what comes in you is what's gonna come out of you. So you already have some things in you and when the rubber meets the road, that's what comes out. So when the hot water boils and tea kettle whistles, it's because it's coming out. And that's where I got that. I really felt that Tyshawn was being celebrated. The homegoing celebration, it was just that. Yeah, it was. A homegoing celebration. It was beautiful. He's going home. And I'm glad you brought that up because things do bother you. You know, when people die, people write certain things and they think that you're above that. Yes. And that you're not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be an affliction when you read something like bad press or mm -hmm. something or somebody says something awkward. So one of the things I did immediately was tell people about good grief. Like, please don't say this. Don't say that. Because sometimes people say these things because they're used to saying it. And I know one of the young women, uh, somebody they said that might have went to Delhi, or just a young lady in the community said, um, and somebody repeated it. That's another thing. Don't repeat things that you don't know, think mm -hmm. somebody needs to hear. And somebody repeated to me that somebody said, Tyshawn's mom acts like she was at a parade. He died and she's up here praising the Lord. Well, see, when you know that you know that you know, yep. and you think your son deserves a parade, then yeah, then it was a parade. Yep. So of course it hurt my feelings because when they said it, they wasn't saying it in a positive way. But see, some things that people say would be met for bad and it's really for good. That is a fact. I've learned to not take things personally anymore. That's right. Especially along this journey. Um, because at the end of the day, this is our lives, you know? So That's how right. people feel shouldn't even matter. That's right. Um, we both lost our loved ones to trauma. So that's yes. our unfortunate comparison yes. um, we share in this grief journey. Uh, I don't think I could ever shake the fact that my mom was, you know, taken from me in okay. a sense. Um, what about you? How have you come to terms with the thought that Ty is, you know, he's going to be with us spiritually. Right. But physically, he's never coming back. Well, it's always a sad, there's always sad moments. You don't get over sad moments because there's birthdays, there's anniversaries, there's family functions, there's get togethers. You see his friends that's, you know, they, people go on, they move on, they have children, they, they get married. And of course, Tyshawn, I'll never see that because Tyshawn was taken from me. But I felt like what helps me is knowing that the short 22 years that he was here, he made an impact on people more than what some people do in a hundred years. So the way I um, deal with that is everybody has to go. I just keep it simple. I know that everybody has to go and we don't know how they're gonna go, 
So opposed to dwelling on that situation, I try to dwell on the fact that, you know what, he came, he left, and he left something good. He left a legacy, and he left something in me that I can continue. So what I would tell you about your mom and all the healers is that, you know, your mother left you something about her. Something that's in her is in you. And you continue to do what you know your mother would want done. Mm -hmm. So the way I relate to young people, that's the part of the Tyshawn in me. So when I talk like Ty and I'm like, yeah, really? Like he's mm -hmm. still 22 years old. Mm -hmm. So of course, as you grow older and people are 33 and now and they're getting older and they're marrying and they're getting careers, I still see Tyshawn as 22. Mm -hmm. So that's, he stagnated okay. there in me. So I just enjoy what I know for the time that he was there. And I really tried not to think, I don't think about that. I don't think he was stabbed 11 times mm -hmm. in the heart and in the chest, in the lungs and in the heart. I don't say like, you know, touch, my son was stabbed 11. I said that at the time I made the victim impact yeah. statement. I said that at the time when I spoke at the school during the that prayer vigil, but I do not stay on that i don't stay stuck yeah on you that. can't get i've learned that too um so i've just gone because my mom left in a tragic way too but i don't even speak on how she left i just speak on like on um, her yeah on her you know and try to keep that image you know alive. what that how she left you flip that to what she left right exactly what did she leave yes prior to that yes what did she leave you with the love who mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. as a person what she passed on to you right that's how she left. Yes, I agree. What do you think you miss most about Ty? Well, everything, but of course the smile comes mm -hmm. because of the smile. It was funny, in um, the article I read, I had to giggle because the way he spoke of Ty Short, um, I had to go back and see if it was a female writer. Okay. <laughs> she was. He said he, he had this chiseled body and from the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. looks of it, the, um, his, his coaches talked about his smile. His smile was mesmerizing, but Ty right. had a smile that would warm up any place, so I definitely couldn't come into that. Yeah, mostly I, I miss his smile. Mm -hmm. I miss his laughter, the things he wanted to do. Yes. His positivity. I miss his, um, just his love. I miss yeah. his love. I agree. For me, I miss my mom's love big time. Mm -hmm. I miss her food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the love was in the food, and... Um, I mean, for me, it's a little bit different because I think after she passed, I was looking for that place filler. Like I was looking okay. for aunties and everybody to just like come over on Sunday dinner. And that and is not happy. Yeah, not, you know, yeah. that isn't happening. Right. And at the same time, it's not mommy's, you know, it's not mommy's food anyway. So yeah. don't yeah. think it would have made a difference. But but I mean, you was, there was a void. And of course, you was missing her. So yeah. that, that makes sense. Yes. And then speaking of food, Tyshawn made me feel like my food was the best. <laughs> <laughs> so he really souped me up every Thanksgiving. He would be like, nobody makes the, this like you. And he mm -hmm. invited people over. So I miss him at Thanksgiving a lot okay. because he would bring people in that didn't have a place to eat yeah, or, and, you and I would feed them. But he always made me feel like my food was the best. <laughs> so if he was psyching me, he did a good job. Yeah. I, um, what about Mother's Day? So. Mother's Day for me, you know, well, this is, I only lost, this was my first one I just passed. This, right, this Mother's Day. It wasn't, um, I mean, it was what it was. It was quiet for me. I also mm -hmm. enjoyed it looking at Kendall, but okay. Mother's Day for you, how has it changed since losing Tyshawn, losing one of your kids? 
Well, Mother's Day for me has changed because, of course, you would get something from all of your children. Right. Or even if, and because he was the youngest, his was mostly like homemade stuff mm -hmm. for a long, like I can remember that, him making stuff, drawing right, right, stuff, right. you know, running around trying to get stuff. But um, for me, what I do is remember that I have other children. Mm -hmm. So that's how I deal with that. Okay. I cope with that cope. to say like, you know, my daughter's a mother right. and I don't want to take this away from her because I'm not the only one missing him. Right. So I shift that, and I think what would help anybody is that when you try to help others, it helps it you. It does. It really does. It helps you. It really does. So that's how I deal with it. I, I think about my daughter's a mother, mm -hmm. so I make sure that my grandchildren, like, did you get your mother a card? Right. And then um, I appreciate what my children do to me and try to not, yeah, not look like, you know, where's Tyshawn? Right. Hey, it's not easy. One step at a time, right? Yes, yes. Nothing's easy, but everything is possible. Um, and I just want to say, I know what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember Tyshawn saying, you're not going to have to work. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to work. I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to buy you a car. I'm going to do this. So his desire, me knowing what he wanted to do, helps me Push on forward. Mother's Day and any other day. Yeah, his legacy. Yes. I remember the first time meeting Ty. I told you about this on the uh, on the way I'm here. Yeah. Was that snowball? Uh, Delhi, we had our in the we had a, a big ball or a big dance in the beginning of the year, like in October. Okay. Um, and I didn't have any classes with this tall hunk of a man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew, you know, his other friends. So I walk in and he's with Eddie. You know. Okay. I know Eddie because we had um, seated together. So I walk up and get some punch, and then Ty's like. Hi, Kiana. How you doing? And I'm like, um, hi. You know, how you know my name? Like, and he's like, what you mean? How I know your you? name? Yeah, like, he's like, of course I know you. You Eddie friend. I know you. So it was just like a a cool instant vibe. Like his connection, okay. you know, to just be just the fact that he's willing to even approach you, you know. And then you think to people, you think of people like we talked about selfish and you know conceited people. Or, you know, oh, he he thinks he's his looks by far had did did, out, did not even outweigh his personality. Like his person, right. if you could have his personality, he would just look more radiant. You know what I mean? So I think I commend you. Thank you. Know, you. God bless you. Twenty two years, but his impact. Um, the tribe that we, you know, the Delhi tribe that we've connected with, the people that have outreached you. Right. You said you, you know, you received things from people in jail that you didn't even yes. know. You know, yes, yes. It's an amazing, amazing thing, and it's um, it's honorable. So yes, even um, people on the street, people still come up to me and they say, mm -hmm. "Are you Tyshawn's mom?" <laughs> and that's been, I mean, you know, that was two thousand and eight, but the legacy he left. So positive, yes. That and at twenty two, at twenty two years old, mm -hmm. and just you speaking to me about him—that's another thing about grief that I want to help you and the healers with. Mm -hmm. That that's something you want to hear. Yeah. A lot of people stay away from talking about people because yes. they don't know how to approach you, or is this appropriate? Should we talk about them? Should we say their name? Yes, say their name. Yep. Say their name. Talk about them. I love to hear these stories yeah. because it reminds me of who he is. Yep. It makes me smile. And it helps with the healing. So, I mean, they're alive and they still live within us. Yep. And you know I'm a preacher, so if they're born again, they still live. Yes, I agree. I so agree. It's, it's, it's good to talk about them. I agree. That's why I keep on pushing. I have to keep on speaking on my mom's name. Because right. even if I'm the only one doing it, you're going to hear me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Say a name. Say the name. <laughs> 
So uh, one of the themes I like to focus on since I started Life After Death is the fact that through pain, beauty is usually birth, right? Yes. Um, I started the Tony Rose Foundation earlier this year, and I know of the Royal Thai Foundation, mm -hmm. which was started in 2008, right? Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, let us know the mission of your foundation. I know it's been under wraps, okay. but I know you guys are doing some work in yes. the community. So yes. what are you guys about? Yes, well, the Loyal Thai Foundation, the mission is for, you know, mentoring. Mm -hmm. The mission is to get people to know what their options are, how they can grow, how important they are, mm -hmm. and to help one another, to build on one another, to encourage one another, and to help people stay out of trouble so that we do not have to hear about violence this way. Mm -hmm. Like your mom's life was taken. Tyshawn's life was taken. So when I think about this, I think about, you know, the young people who are going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And whatever anger is within them, I want to catch them prior yeah. to them acting this out. Yeah. Because, of course, we live in a sin-sick world, but it shouldn't be that much anger, that much hurt. So the Loyal Thai Foundation is a foundation where we was just giving. Mm -hmm. Taking my daughter that was a teacher, now she's an assistant principal. But she was taking people out on her summer vacation. Mm -hmm. no, there was no charge for anything. All we want to do is show love. Yes. Let people be encouraged. Show that we care. Let people know the love and that they are important. Yes, that's beautiful. Something similar to uh, the Tony Rose Foundation. Uh, our goal is to promote family unity okay. um, and to decrease family uh, issues. The dysfunctions. It, yes, dysfunctions for yes. the most part. So we have a field day coming up this Sunday. Okay. And we're trying to do different events throughout the year. So it's beautiful. I, I love yes. the fact that we can, because not everyone can do this. And I, I mm -hmm. commend and I hear people say, you know, oh, if this happened to me, I wouldn't be able to do this, that, and the other. But I commend the movers and shakers that are able to turn trauma upside down, you know, yes, yes. and keep pushing because the yes. biggest factor is the people we're affecting, you know, that's right. And people we're reaching out to because there's and so people many more people are that need us. Yes. People are watching. Yes. And of course, people are dying. Yes. And yes. a lot of what comes out of this is from people watching you mm -hmm. and people seeing what you're doing and knowing that it's possible because yep. God is not a respected person. If you can do it, someone else can do it yep. too. But this is what you are here to do. Yep. This is what you should continue. And, you know, the barbecues, like, you know, the, the dances we had, it was all about upbuilding, going outside, playing rope. You know, a lot of kids do not do things like that anymore. Nope. Kids are not in the playground. So that's some of the things that we try to do just to help people. And, and what you're doing is helping people because there's things that people don't talk about. Yes. That needs to be spoken out loud. I agree. I agree. Well... Thank you so You're much, welcome. Sharon, for coming on the show. We'll take some time out of your busy schedule uh, to share your light with us and the healers of Life After Death. I think you're amazing, inspiring queen, and please continue to be a driving force and blessing. You're definitely super dope. Ty's mom, this is so amazing. I know he's so hype right now. Like, Ty, you he'll got be, my mom like, on the podcast. Like, she put my mother <laughs> on. Like, she put my mother on. Ta -da. Kiana, Kiana. <laughs> you're dope. You're Ta -da. dope. God bless you. Thank and you. You look up and stay focused and keep doing what you're doing. Stay strong, but stay strong in the Lord. And when you have weak moments, that's cool too. I know. That's cool that's too. That's learning that. Thank you again. You're welcome. My have pleasure. God bless you. Look up and stay focused.